The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. episode of the Therapy is a Christian podcast is brought to you by the Help Me Find a Therapist webinar. Are you someone that has been listening to this podcast and you definitely are ready to take the step in looking for a therapist? Are you someone that is interested in finding an African-American therapist, maybe of a Christian therapist and don't know where to start? I've got you covered, girl. Let's cut out the Google searches and let me help you find a therapist that's right for you. So in this webinar, I'll share with you how you can find a therapist that's just right for you. This webinar will cover how you can find a therapist in your area. Maybe you want to find a therapist that's virtual, low cost options, how to find a therapist, maybe with or without insurance. I'll also cover specifically all of the websites you can utilize to be able to find an African-American therapist and even a Christian therapist. So I promise you, I won't leave you hanging That is not the only thing we're going to cover in this webinar. As a bonus, I also will include my consultation question ebook. So when you call a therapist, you know exactly what questions you need to ask, specifically even asking them questions about their faith and if you can include that in your sessions. This ebook has all the questions that you want to ask, as well as it'll give you the opportunity to really advocate for yourself for your mental health journey. If you're interested in starting therapy, definitely go to helpmefindatherapist.com. Again, that's helpmefindatherapist.com or go to the link in the show notes. I cannot wait for you to start your mental health journey. Now let's get back to the show. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So before we get into it, I wanted to bring back a old episode that I did. This episode was with one of my really good friends, Lauren. We did this episode about two years ago. It was actually 2019 when we recorded this episode and we talked about the topic of friendships. And of course, this has evolved over time and has changed for myself. And I'd be really interested in talking about friendships for sure more recently because it is probably the thread of as to why I feel like I have been so blessed in so many ways. But we talked about godly friendships and we gave a lot of opinion on just what do godly friendships look like, how to give grace to other people as far as friends and what that really means. And so I felt so compelled to share this because at the time I was actually in the process of grieving two really close friendships for me at the time. And so I had a lot of opinion, probably very strongly around this topic. So you'll hear some of those things within the episode, but I definitely want you to let me know how you love the episode and we're going to take it back a couple years ago with this week's episode. So I love you all and I will talk to you next week.
The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. My name is Rosalind Renee and I am your host. Welcome back to another episode. I'm super excited as always to be back in from the microphone with y'all this week and I am doing another interview. I have not had an interview in a long time and I'm so excited about this one in particular as I am doing something a little bit different this time. I have one of my really good friends We have known each other for, I think at this point, me and her (laughs) have known each other for like 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And so it's so exciting to have her on the podcast. We actually just finished recording for her podcast. And I did not know that we were going to record for mine until she was like, let's go ahead and do this girl. So (laughs) I'm so excited that she's actually going to be on my podcast. This was random. And so I thank God for that. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce her and we'll get into kind of what we're going to talk about because y'all, I'm so excited about this. So my friend Lauren, say, hey, Lauren. Hey, y'all. How you doing? (laughs) I am so excited. So I am going to just kind of like give Lauren a second to introduce herself to you all, kind of give you some background on what she does. And we'll get into that in a second. So go ahead, Lauren. Hey, y'all. So my name is Lauren Person, and I teach on healthy relationship and effective dating strategy for women. And so I have a podcast called The Lauren Person. That's really the gist of what I do. Like, I love to write. I love to podcast, speak, all of those things for God's Mm. kingdom. Yes. And Mm -hmm. if you have not listened, I need you to go listen to it (laughs) because... Her podcast is super dope, like anything related to dating and like talking about the single season, talking about friendships, talking about purpose, comparison, how to be confident in your purpose. Like she grows there. And so I think it is just I'm so excited to have her on here because she offers such a fresh and healthy perspective. So kind of what we're going to talk about today, as I said, this podcast is different. Although Lauren has been in therapy before, we're going to talk about friendships and we have a couple of topics just based like within our personal experience. But really what I really want to kind of convey on this podcast is why your individual mental health is so important to take care of, especially within friendship. So we're going to kind of talk about some of my breakthroughs in therapy as it relates to boundaries. And Lauren, kind of what are you going to kind of touch on a little bit? I really want to kind of talk to the point of rough patches in friendships. I think, you know, oftentimes in society, we'll hear that, you know, you easily be through with a friend or somebody makes one mistake, you're done with it. And I think it just doesn't work like that kind of with the kingdom of God. Like if you have a godly friendship and God is in the center of that, people are human. And so it doesn't mean that you just throw the whole friendship out. Sometimes you go through different seasons. Sometimes people go through things and sometimes they can kind of boil over into friendships and affect it in a way. So you just have to learn how to navigate through it in a healthy manner and kind of realign and get back on track. Yeah. So like, especially from the point of what she said, like society, like Instagram has this thing of just like cut everybody off Mm -hmm. and it's kind of become this cut people off society in a way to where it's like we're just throwing the whole friendship away. Yeah. Like cutting people off can be perceived as strength when 
<laughs> we'll even tell yeah. the story of how we've gone through things like that's true yeah. strength to be vulnerable and transparent with your friend and to communicate and get back on track. Right, right. And just also know like friendships aren't perfect. Like mm-hmm. we are all evolving in life. And I will say just to speak of the friendship that we've had consistently since we were like 20, no, 19, 20 years old and we're knocking on 30. Mm -hmm. And so I think as we've evolved, our friendship has evolved, the maturity level has evolved. And just know like, we're just speaking from our experience. Like we don't have law, but just like the wisdom we've gained, we want to share and talk about that. Yeah. Hopefully that can, you know, help somebody if any point in this you know, if we discuss anything that somebody might be going through, maybe it'll just be helpful, but it's definitely not not the law of the land. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and just to also piggyback, like I truly see Lauren as a godly relationship. We have gone through different things in life and especially even more recently, we've really mm-hmm. just matured within the last, I'll say, when did we kind of have that moment where we had a little bit squeeze, girl? Was that, that like kind of like last year? I don't know. We've been kind of having yeah. highs and lows for like a year or two. Yeah, girl, <laughs> like, like life major life transitions. <laughs> <laughs> so we are just going to kind of talk about that more. But before we even get into like our friendship, I think y'all need to have a background of the story of our friendships. So I'm going to kind of let Lauren start of like just where we kind of picked up off of. So go ahead, Lauren. Okay, so like Rosin said, y'all, okay, we've been friends since probably like 2009 or 2010. I remember being like 19. And y'all know how it is if you're in college or even just fresh out of high school, you're young, you're exploring life. And on one hand, you're trying to do everything you couldn't do when you were underage and, you know, being young and free. But on the other hand, you're learning and you're growing. And so I can vividly remember being at a point where I felt like not depressed or anything like that, but I feel like something in my life was like missing. It's a feeling that I can't even really describe it. It just feel like something should be there and it's not. And so come to find out that was God, that was God that should have been, he was trying to make his way into my life in a bigger way. And when I started to realize that I was like, okay, I think I need a friend or somebody that can kind of help me figure out this God thing. And I just remember being at home from school, back home in our hometown. And I remember talking to my mom and just saying like, I need a friend who is into God. And I was telling her about Roslyn because we went to um, MTSU and it's like a big public school, but the black population is like everybody kind of knows of each other. If mm-hmm. And so I kind of knew who she was, but I didn't know anything else. And I was like, I'm thinking about reaching out to this girl. And y'all know, like with women, that sometimes that's not the most common thing to do is to just ask somebody to be your friend. You usually our friends because of a mutual person or y'all was in the same circle or at the same event. Like it was nothing like that. And Mm -hmm. she was like, I think you should. And so I ended up getting her number from somebody and reaching out to her like cold turkey. I remember her being gone for a semester and I didn't see her for a while. And when she came back, something was like really different about her. She had a glow about herself. And all I knew was that I was really like attracted to that glow. And I was like, I want to be her friend. So y'all, one thing led to another. I text this girl. And let me tell you, she is the most open and inviting person ever. She was like, yeah, girl, I'll be your friend. Yeah, come over. I'm like, 
okay, this is awkward for me. Like I was outside of my comfort zone. I came over her house and like became really good friends with her and her roommate. And it just kind of went from there. It was crazy. But I think my spirit saw God in her. And ultimately, that's what like compelled me to just ask to be her friend. Yes. 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 So we talked about this on her podcast, so I'm still giving a background. When she said that, I was really surprised when she said that when we were recording because I was like, oh my God, that is super crazy that you said like the glow was God because that literally I felt like that was my life. So to give background, so when I went to college, when I turned 18, baby, I wild <laughs> out, sis. I was smoking weed. I was, or let me not say smoking weed, because I feel like smoking weed sounds like I was like hitting like five blunts in a week. Like I probably only smoked maybe three blunts in my life. And it was all in college, <laughs> like my freshman year, very beginning. Like I've never did it afterwards, but I was just like, wow, that was my version of wilding out. Okay. And I just feel like I kind of did... I just, you know, you young, you do things. I mean, it's no judgment to people that do. I just, I did it. And I remember I went to MT my freshman year, the fall, spring, after we went home for Christmas, I ended up getting sick, had a stroke. I don't even know if I even talked about that on my podcast, but I had a stroke at the age of 18 years old. And so going into the spring semester, I couldn't go back to school. It was like four hours away from my hometown. And so I ended up having to stay at home with my mama, which was like a whole different story. And so I remember during that time, I was like, Lord, why did you allow this to happen to me? And I remember that was, I couldn't drive. I couldn't go anywhere. I was like really, I basically was like, stuck at home because I was like on a lot of different medications because they were trying to figure out what was going on. And I remember digging into the Bible because I was just like trying to understand like, this has to be God. It's a miracle I'm even alive. That was based on what my doctor said. And so I just basically dove into God because I didn't really have any other choice. That was just like my first instinct to do. I don't really know why. I do know that when I was in high school, I always followed the Lord. Like I went to church, God, and I I felt like really connected when I was in high school, but I was now at this point creating my own relationship. And when I went back to NTSU, like I was just solely focused on, I got to do the right thing. I got to like be on top of it. And I really loved God and I really wanted to serve God. I think at 18, 19, I didn't really know what that meant, but I was like, my heart was in it. And I think that that shined through because I really just did want to seek and serve the Lord. And so when Lauren said that, I was like, yeah, that that is like a true depiction of what was going on, not even knowing that that was what she saw. And so when she reached out to me, I am literally, y'all, y'all hear me on this <laughs> podcast, but to have my friends say that, I am so bubbly like I am off the podcast like this, that I just, I feel like I make friends with everybody. Like I find something that somebody says and I'm like, oh my God, tell me your life story. <laughs> and I say like, first time I came over there, I was so comfortable. Like, I feel no judgment, no anything, just chilling. <laughs> I just just love people. Mm. And so we instantly became friends and it was like 
all she wrote. We just kind of have been through life and just kind of doing things. And we've just maintained our friendship thus far. So, and then just talking about that, I think Lauren kind of talk about, because there are rough patches in friendships. Mm -hmm. I think, especially as you're younger and you grow Especially being at this mature stage that we're at now, as you and I are now married, both of us are, and you're recently married. But just talking about like what rough patches look like. Well, so like we said, we've been friends for like 10 years. And so from being literally 19 on the end of being a teenager until now, like knocking on 30, those are major life transition areas. Like we went from our front lobe of our brain not being fully developed to it being fully developed, you know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. <laughs> so like in that- Credit card debt, paying off credit cards. Like, you know, racking up credit card debt, paying it off, learning life. <laughs> and then we've been through some stuff. Like, And I just think that it's super helpful to be transparent and to not paint the picture of like friendship being perfect because I think that kingdom representation is how you handle the rough patches, not whether or not they'll come or whether or not you'll feel some type of way is how you deal with it. And so I would say like, even in the last maybe two years, maybe even before that, like, I remember you being in grad school, you had a relationship. Like I'll say that I've been single for a long time. Like I was single most of my life before I, you know, got married and Rosalind has been in a long-term relationship. Like, most of my friendship, really. So yeah. I've been with Nico like since 2012. So 2012 up till now, seven years. We've only been married almost. Two. Yeah. So I've only known you to to not be with him like two, two, three years, two years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dang, girl, that's crazy. <laughs> and so, like, yeah. And even when she first like was in a relationship, we were still in college or seeing each other. Like, we came to the realization that like we didn't notice a lot of these things because we were in the same college town, seeing each other in person all the time. Like transitioning until now, like we both have separate lives and full-time jobs and all these things. I started to feel like, I don't know, kind of like forgotten about or maybe even ignored. Mm -hmm. And so we talked a lot about like, you have to be able to recognize what your faults are or what you can be better on. And I'll say for myself, I'll have the tendency, I don't like to offend people. And so I won't express what I'm feeling like I need to. Like we just said earlier, like I need to put an exclamation mark on the end and I just kind of be like, yeah. dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And so, Whereas I'm like the 15 exclamation yeah, marks. Yeah, like the 15 exclamation <laughs> marks. And so I might say a little bit how I feel. And if I don't see any changes, like I won't say anything else and I'll shut down. And so I think that that's what a lot of, some of our little rough patches were, like how to navigate through that. Like we had a lemon squeeze uh, maybe last year, a year or so. And I don't know. I just really like finally expressed expectations or how I felt. And I really saw like the shift in our friendship. I feel like it's like even more strong. Yeah. And I think to like go back off that with the rough patches, I think it's just transitions are hard in general, but especially as in going where we were so young, like we Mm -hmm. would be at each other's apartment sleeping on the floor like mm-hmm. Lauren be in the bed we had other friends over there and I'd be like I don't want to leave y'all even though we live in the same apartment complex mm-hmm. I was just a hop skip and a jump away across the pool yeah and we were so tight so we would be in each other's face all the time and be around each other all the time so where it's like this is my friend like what you mean you got a man and y'all finna go mm-hmm. out on a date like 
sis, I need you to come back over the house so we can watch TV. Right. Like at that time, it wasn't even Netflix, but just <laughs> like, box. Kick it. just kick it, <laughs> just come kick it. And so I think when you have that so much in the beginning, it creates the expectation yes. of like, that's what your friendship yes. is. But learning how to work through those rough patches and those transitions, now being older, I think we've gotten to the point of just like saying what we expect and saying what we need. And when that person or you feel like you may be in your feelings or I'm in my feelings, stating what you need from somebody. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a point of being honest. Like you have to really be honest about what you're feeling and be open to that. The other person may not even yeah. know. Because I was saying, in my case, I was holding so much stuff in, stuff that I was holding so much in that I forgot about some stuff when it was time to like finally sit down. And I knew the breaking point for me was like when I wasn't reaching out. Like, meanwhile, she thinks I'm just, you know, living life and I got a whole bunch of stuff to do. But like, I'm letting things boil up and pile on top of each other to the point where I knew it was an issue when I couldn't get any rest. And it's like when somebody is really your God-given friend, like if you go long enough without settling some type of way that you feel, it'll really affect you. Yes, it festers. Mm -hmm. Like it makes, it can kind of get you to the point to where you're like, Father, like, I don't want to talk to them because like this is hurting me, mm -hmm. but I don't really know how to approach. And I think you just have to, especially with a God-given friend, you have to have a level of bringing the father into the yes. mix because if you don't, then you're not humble enough to hear what's going yes. on and where that person was. And like you kind of said, it just gets it to a point so where things fester. And I think for me, let me squeeze, like, let me give y'all the painted picture. We had just kind of had a lot of different things happen. Last year, I was going through therapy. I was going through my mom being sick, being married, life happening, and just, like, living life. And meanwhile, there, my friend was like, what's going on? She might think I'm living life and living my best life. Mm -hmm. But all the while, there are things that we haven't talked about and haven't worked through of stuff that's happened within our friendship mm -hmm. that we never talked about. And I would say that like Rosalind is kind of the strong friend for the most part. And so I will be aware kind of what's going on, but she doesn't express it to the point where I know like, oh, you know, yes. you're struggling yes. or whatever. Like, yeah, girl, you're like, you it's not wrong. And I have and to kind of go into, I can say that in the next part, like I have a hard time saying when things are wrong. And even though, like I told y'all in the last episode, like in my personal life, it's hard for me to be transparent because I have gotten to that place where like I will go to God and it will take me some time to get it from God. But meanwhile, as I'm getting it from him, I may not say what's going mm -hmm. on. I may be really, 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 really quiet. And I usually come out after on the other side, like, okay, this is what I was going mm -hmm. through. Interim, it's sometimes hard for me to lean on people because I just feel like, I think sometimes I've created, I create the expectation that I'm doing, I'm doing okay. And that I don't ever want to be a burden on anybody yeah. else, but I've recognized that my friends are like, sis, let me be the burden, mm -hmm. sis. And like, let me know that there <laughs> is a burden. Mm-hmm, 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 yeah. And I think that that just comes from learning and kind of just expressing and trusting mm -hmm. 
And it is a process. It is a process. And so I just want to like pinpoint that I think it's really healthy to like when you're self-aware, you'll realize that a transition is occurring. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, we have godly friendship. God is in the center. We pray. We pray for other things, but like recognizing like, hey, when we need to pray for our friendship because we're going through a transition and some things are feeling rocky. Yeah. And I think... When I've had situations where I have felt some kind of way towards you, I have always gone to God Mm -hmm. because we've always had that in our friendship of that godly thing to where I'm more of, well, let me just get to a place where I'm okay. Then it brings perspective. Like I'll give an example of, and this goes into like how Lauren supports, but we'll talk about that in a second. Like Lauren, when I got married, and I don't think you care about me sharing this, but when I got married, Lauren didn't go on my bachelorette trip. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there was some talking about it. <laughs> but like I did pray about it. And I will say, looking back on the situation now, I know Lauren, if it's about her business, Lauren is gonna handle her business. And you she could talk about why she didn't go, but I value that in her so much more. Because I understand that we grown as a mug mm-hmm. and bills are real mm-hmm. and things happen and everybody can't always support you in the way that you expect. And about her business, Lauren's going to handle her business first. Yeah. And it's like, just like, not even that I didn't want to go, but it was just kind of like multiple reasons why God was just trying to get me on track kind of to, to get to the next level of where I needed to be. And in my younger years, I made a lot of mistakes, like worked at a high-end retail, like department store, ran up a $5,000 credit card, like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And was not at a point where I could even sacrifice going on another trip. And so that mixed with me just needing to get my stuff together in certain areas, I just kind of had to Give a, a hard no. It wasn't like it was easy or anything, but it's just like mm-hmm. I felt that like God yeah. was telling me to sit down somewhere. Yeah, and I think that that's like short, 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 short disappointment. But like I recognize that it means more for my friend to handle her business than even if it's a like. I just feel like there's just so many more things I understand, and it makes a difference when you can have that with your friend to say that's a moment. We got through it. Mm -hmm. And even when we've talked about our disappointments with each other, it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So kind of even talking about dating while still being friends. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like I said, I've been with my husband now for, shoot, seven years. I've been with Nico, girl. Yeah. (laughs) And we've dated for the duration of time that we've been friends. So coming out of that time period where we were super, super, super always with each other and then kind of going into me dating while still having friends. I think it was a transition for me because I never wanted to just take too much attention away from my boyfriend at the time, but also like be available for friends. And it was still a tug for me. That was was really hard for me. Like, I feel like we went from like kicking it super tough to I feel like we didn't hardly hang out at all Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I had to just come to grips with that I felt ignored and like second up or third up or whatever but I do think that it pushed me to purpose more and it pushed me to you know figuring out more than just hanging out Mm -hmm. I don't know I think during that time I like really kind of figured out purpose and started like trying to 
chase it. Mm -hmm. And that became a point for us where we really, I think within that transition, we really related on that part because, and that was a point where we could still talk about like purpose and like growing in your growing in your purpose and like growing individually within that scope to where the friendship wasn't lost. Cause you know, when you get booed up and you <laughs> 24, 25, you like cuffing season is here. I'm here with Bay. Like yeah. I ain't trying to really kick it with y'all. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I just think like we really voiced that with each other and how that was a rough time because it was a tug for me to balance because I just think when you young, you just want to be with your man. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you, <laughs> you got to give people grace and allow them to kind of like navigate the season. I can't expect you to like know, you know what I'm saying? You have to go through it to learn it. I can't expect yeah. you to already know like the, what that balance looks like. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we're going to switch gears a little bit and kind of talk about some of my personal breakthroughs that I've had within therapy, but as it relates to friendships, and that is codependency. Mm-hmm. Child. It's a lot. <laughs> so just to give a definition, codependency, codependency is an unhealthy devotion to a friendship at the cost of one's personal and psychological needs. Mm-hmm. And so from the lens of codependency, if I'm going to be talking about this, I really learned in therapy boundaries Mm -hmm. because I had unhealthy boundaries in my friendships, all of my friendships. Like I think I'm just, and especially like, I feel like where we are even too is so pivotal because I've learned the give the give and tug of relationships and how to set my expectations or what I need from my friends. And, but I think codependency I carried a lot of the load of Mm -hmm. what my friends were going through because of... And I just started, I just want to chime in to say that like, y'all, Rosalind was that person for everybody, like all of her friends, for me too. Like whenever I needed her, she was like a call away, could do whatever like I needed and they could be super unhealthy. You know what I mean? Like to the point where I'm not going to God because I know Rosalind going to pick up the phone and I can talk to a human. Okay. <laughs> and I think I learned just like even within the last year, just how, like you said, that's unhealthy. But for me being the one to try to hold that for everyone, which is where like now when I'm struggling, how to voice when I'm having a problem like that mm-hmm. is still something for me. But I've mm-hmm. especially learned within codependency, like how it's it impacted my mental health so much because I felt like I had to be everything for everybody and Mm -hmm. how it's not healthy for me to try to carry the weight of everyone's burden and everyone's emotions. And subconsciously, I think you don't really know. I know for me, it came from just when I, I've talked about this on the podcast, like growing up, I handled a lot emotionally with what was going on with my parents. I was like there with my mom through a lot of different things. And so I was kind of the one that she and I really just held each other up. But as a kid, I think I should not have been holding things up. And so I've just always wanted to never see people down. And I just created this unhealthy expectation on myself that I had no boundaries. I just took on everybody else's problems. Mm-hmm. And so some people like... Might see that as support, but I think 
for me, I was trying to play God in everybody's life. Mm -hmm. I was trying to be the catalyst, the one that's going to push you to the next. And I think there's a difference in doing that in a healthy way and saying, sis, you got to handle this on your own. Yeah. I agree. So even speaking from a place of like, even you knowing me, like, how would you say when it gets unhealthy? I think that it gets to a point where I'm considering you before I'm considering God or like I'm going to you before I'm going to God. I'm going to you more than I'm going to God. Or like with you being human, if you can't stop what you're doing to solve my problems, like how do I react to that? Mm. Am I distraught? Am I all over the place? Like that that's the point where it's unhealthy. I think if anything, like we go to God first and foremost. And then our friends can kind of chime in for support. And you can even tell your friends like what you've received from God and they can kind of hold you accountable to that or walk with you through that too. But going to them first and more is that's that's an issue. Yeah. 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 And I think that that I was like, girl, yes, Mm -hmm. I just put too much. And I almost will sometimes get like, I can even personally say sometimes I'd be like, what you mean? Like, you didn't tell me what this was going on. Like, it was still in, it's even as creating that boundary, it's still an adjustment for me to be like, why didn't you tell me this was going on? Because Mm -hmm. I think you have to get to a point to where, and God has to check me. Like, there are certain times where he has said, if you step into this situation, you are being disobedient to me. Mm, And I think you have to pay attention to those cues. And that's why the importance and why we're stressing going to God, because it has to be. And I think some people might define going to your friends and all that as support, but certain support isn't always, like you said, if you're going to your friend way more than you're going to God, or you're asking your friend to like help you make this decision before you're really going to the father. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's not like, I remember, and I talked about this in the last podcast, but when I got my job, when I was going through my job transition, I was asking, any and everybody should I leave my job? I asked you like we talked about that multiple times. So like, should I leave my job, girl? What you think? Like, I'm like, I don't know. The reasons. These are all the reasons, and this is like God finally said, like you, no. And I think that's what. But when that's all the time, that's unhealthy, right? Hmm. Hmm. So. So like I said, support like that can look different from everybody. And to be frank, like I am the friend that is straightforward. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Extra exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> like I am the friend that is so straightforward. Like Lord will tell me she was like, girl, I'm not finna come talk to you because I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I think Rosalind is like kind of, she can be a mirror to me at times to where like, if I'm full of pride or if I'm like full of myself, I don't even want to come to her because she gone ask you questions and kind of poke and probe, you know, she a therapist. And I just ain't trying to answer. All I think I told you that one time, I'm just tired of answering all these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I me all these questions. And I think you, you are the friend that is going to hold me accountable. Like you and I align so much similar spiritually when it mm-hmm. comes to God. Like you like, have you went to the Lord about that? Like you will really align me back to the word. And I think I need that because 
I'm so flighty, girl. Yeah. And like you said, like the point is that you got to recognize what other support is there other than me just picking up the phone or you just picking up the phone for me and like answering my life's questions and giving me the direction like that's for God to do. Mm-hmm. But I think like I'm definitely grateful for like the ways that you're like super straightforward with me and like making me push past myself at times. Mm-hmm. I love you too much to see you be in a place where I know you don't want to be. That's like how I approach it. Like I would never want my friends to be like, I see you could do better, but you're not doing better. But mm-hmm. Or I see you can do better, but I'm not going to say anything because I want to offend you. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be that way when I said when it came to like being the crush for people, I wouldn't say stuff because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. But now I don't care. Like, I'm like, I want you to be better. Yeah. Or I don't even say like you said that, like you mentioned that I'm not a yes man or I'll I'll tell you what you need to hear. Like, y'all, I'm still super like soft with it, though. I'd be like, I think you need to let that go. (laughs) But I I still tell her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that that's sometimes I need like I sometimes need to be worked up because it helps me kind of have perspective because you and I have been friends for so long to where I trust your opinion mm-hmm. on something. Like you're not a yes man. You're going to say what it is. If a spade is a spade, you'll call it, even if you say it in a real soft tone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as it, and so like, again, you sometimes have your straightforward friend. You have your friend that's going to work you up. You're going to have your friend that's just going to listen to you and let you vent. You're going to mm-hmm. have your friend that's going to be there always for you no matter what. And those, and even support with that, is in different circumstances. And then mm-hmm. not a yes man. Lauren's not a yes man. Like I think it's just discernment though to know when to do what too though. Yeah. Yes. Because you know sometimes you gotta just listen to me and let me vent and then the next time you'll be like, all right, you need to cut this out. Yeah. And I think it's good to also like say, this is what I need from you right now. Can you offer this to me? Like, are you in the mental space to take this on and give me godly advice? Are you in the mental space to just let me like say how I feel and vent and get out of my mind? Like even before this podcast, I was like, I can't do this, Lauren. Like, I don't know what we finna talk about. And she was like, no, let's figure this out. We gonna figure this, like helping me up. (laughs) Because look, we got free time right now. We not finna revisit this. We finna go and knock this out. Exactly. So Like, you just need that. And I think that that's important. So going into healthy boundaries, like, one, Lauren, I want you to describe kind of what healthy boundaries are. Or in yours, and for yourself, like, what would you say healthy boundaries are? I think of boundaries as guardrails. So healthy boundaries are basically guardrails that you give somebody else to walk within. And so, like, of course, like from a Christian perspective, you want to incorporate God into that and see God as to, you know, what those boundaries are that he wants you to establish. Mm-hmm. But basically just like having a guardrail for people to walk in between. And it's like you can't really go outside of that or it's going to create an unhealthy space for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I learned in therapy, like healthy boundaries, like my therapist said, you teach people how to treat you. Yeah. Yeah. Like people know something about me. Like I will probably go to bed early. Don't call me. I was just finna say that, girl. Like everybody that knows me knows I go to bed rather early. And I just guess I subconsciously made the boundary to where people don't even call me at 11 p.m. no more. Like that time is all never limited. call you at 11. I would mm-hmm. never call you at 11. Ever. 
because I just know. <laughs> like, if I have a crisis, I have to probably go to prayer, wake my husband up or something else because I can't call Lauren. Yes, that's an example of like codependency and getting into the unhealthy stage. Like if I know Rosalind goes to bed early, but I'm calling her phone 12 times because I need to talk to her right now about something, that's an issue because Jesus is on the main line. (laughs) Tell him what you want, bro. (laughs) And I like, again, so I like going back to that point, like I was their friend that allow people to be too reliant. I would be on the phone with friends late at night. I would be driving. There would be times I would drive to friends' houses to just be with them. I genuinely don't think anything's wrong with that if there's a right. situation. But here's the thing. I'm not finna get out of the bed with my husband unless it's like a mm-hmm. serious situation as my mom or somebody has died or something like that to get up and go to somebody's house to be there all night. Like, right. it's just... There are seasons and expectations that you can't put on people in different situations. And I think there has to be some leveling. And like you said, those guardrails, Mm -hmm. like those guardrails have to be up. And like, I think I created a perspective that I could handle everything. And just so now it's super important for me to be super transparent about how I can't be everything for everyone. And I can't also allow people's expectations to be put on me that I have to then try to fulfill. Yeah, for sure. Because it just doesn't work. And if I can't fulfill those expectations, I have to communicate that to you. It's like you Mm -hmm. have to be okay with saying no. Saying no is a complete sentence, period. And that's why I said I love Lauren because she going to tell you no. She'll be like, no, I can't come. Or no, (laughs) I'm not going to do that. But... (laughs) She is available. Like, if I need something from Lauren, like, I can call her. Like, if I'm like, yeah. I need to talk to you, like, she will call me. And I think it's important to be able to recognize, like, you can say no, and that's okay. And, like, even what you said about how nothing is wrong. If your friend is in a crisis and you need to meet them somewhere at all that time, nothing is wrong with that. But I think, like, you got to really recognize when somebody is going through a life transition because, like, when you have a family, like it's going to be way less of that. And it's like, have you gone to God? Like, or, you know, what is the situation? So I think that we definitely can't be angry or feel some type of way when that happens. Life is going to transition and boundaries are going to shift. Yes. Oh, yes. The boundaries are going to shift. Yeah. <sighs> My God. Oh, my God. That is so true. Because as things happen, you who we were at 19 and 20, we couldn't operate the same way as we used to. No, they weren't. And you can't right. have the expectation that because we've been friends for or not, you, I'm not saying you weren't, but like have the expectation that we used to do this and we used to be like this when we were young, that we're going to be the same way as when we are. When it's going to stay. Yeah. You're going to change. You're going to gain new friends. You're going to gain new perspective on life and all these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And your priorities are going to grow. And so your time is going to be limited. Exactly. I can't even. Like I know now we used to be on the phone for like two and three hours at a time sometimes or hang out for that long. And like now I know that's not the norm Mm -hmm. and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Like I'm okay if we just check in with each other for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. on the phone. Mm -hmm. Facts. Facts. But we'll set up lunch with each other, like in between work and it's a point to catch up. Like you have purpose partners. And I think that that's important. And 
I look at you as a purpose partner because we align so much with a lot of things. And it mm-hmm. means a lot when you can have that, especially as you're growing. Yeah. So also another thing with boundaries, but like going into codependency, emotional codependency can stop relationship growth. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and you can definitely speak on this. I feel like since we have had like our big talk, like I keep talking about this lemon squeeze situation, but like that was a recent <laughs> thing. Not friendship. <laughs> but I feel like we're better on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think like we are way, I know I'm more open now to communicate my feelings and like re-communicate my feelings and, and learning how to be like super clear on my feelings. Cause I just had to do that so bluntly during that time. Like after you get it out the way the first time for me, it just makes it a little bit easier to just be transparent, really transparent. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to be okay with that's a growth process. Like think about if we had never did that, we wouldn't be at this point. And so like just thinking about it as an emotional codependency part, that stops growth in your friendship because you're basically stalling being honest. You're mm-hmm. stalling a person's personal growth. Like I learned that I couldn't be everything for everybody in my relationships. If I had still been doing that, the anxiety that I used to feel about Mm -hmm. if I wasn't there for someone, what they were going to think of me, what they were going to, they're going to think I'm a horrible friend. So whereas now, like I can bluntly say like, I've grown in my friendships because I can state my expectations. I can state what I can and can't do within my friendships. And my friends can see that as like, okay, I'm growing personally because of that. But I think that we also need to give grace to like, okay, if you couldn't be there for your friends and you should have like give grace to that person, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just like beating them up so much, evaluate the situation of like, well, how are they feeling? How can we go into prayer and do better? Just both of us. Mm -hmm. And then also I wanted to make another point when you were talking about things that are stalling, like me being in my pride or not wanting to re-communicate, feeling like I already communicated it what I said and not wanting to do that again, that pride stops kingdom growth. Cause like, what is the Lord trying to do with our friendship that I'm preventing because I'm too prideful to, I don't want to repeat myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not right. Yes. 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 Oh my God. I'm glad you said that because I've recently thought within a lot of like different transitions with relationships that I've had over the past year, how when I've gone to God and stated to the Lord, God, if I'm harboring unforgiveness, like Mm -hmm. I need you to forgive me, but I need you to help me to forgive the other person so that we can have a conversation because I don't want to feel a certain type of way and I don't state it. And then you and I are at odds because I didn't ask for forgiveness, like open the space for me to do that. And that pride, if I didn't do that, like what blessings would I be stopping from just harboring disappointment and unforgiveness Mm -hmm. from somebody? Mm -hmm. For sure. Like, yeah, I would say I felt like convicted. I've had to like repent of some things and just reset. Mm -hmm. Thank God he's so good. (laughs) <laughs> and and then lastly, one of the last points as it relates to just like within the healthy boundary scope, like along with the code, like the codependency piece stopping your growth, but just how it subconsciously creates idolatry. 
and how Mm -hmm. we can rely so much on somebody to be this thing for us. And we can't put people on a pedestal. Like we are all flawed. And even if we deem somebody as strong, they're not perfect. They're not God. They're not. God is God. God (laughs) is God, period. Period. <laughs> and having to know, like, if that's something you're struggling with, or if some of you are the crutch, you try to be the Lord. Like, when I say God convicted me, bro, mm-hmm. that man was like, you are operating disobedience if you don't step back. I'm like, Lord, Jesus. Let me file back. Yeah, file back names too strong. But yeah, that's all, y'all. Lauren, you have anything else you want to say, man? No, we just really wanted to have a moment of like transparency because we've been friends so long. I feel like, man, we've gone through so much. Like, why not share that to people who may mm-hmm. need to see that? Like, know that it's not always the case that you throw the whole friendship away just because you have rough patches. Like, we've definitely had way more good than, than mm-hmm. rough. But like, as long as people are human, as long as we are going through things individually, Everything ain't going to be lilies and roses and skipping through the field, Facts. you know? Facts. And like I said at the beginning, like taking care of your own mental health matters within your friendships because yeah. we can put too much on your, our friends. They really, we got to put on God and take care mm-hmm. of ourselves and be aware of ourselves. So y'all know I say this, go to therapy. <laughs> go to therapy. <laughs> we said it, it in a, a nice way. way. <laughs> please if you go to therapy go to therapy mm-hmm. and then just like have that reality check with your stuff if something resonated with you that you like oh we this is me and if you're going through a rough patch it's okay to go take care of yourself if your friends can give you yeah. the fullness of what you need go to god go to therapy take care of yourself it's okay mm-hmm. that's all so thank you for being on lauren tell the people where they can find you and go listen to your podcast Okay, so the name of my podcast is The Lauren Person Podcast. This L-A-U-R-E-N. My last name is Person, P-E-R-S-O-N. It's on Apple and Spotify and Google Play. Go to all those places and you can just type in Lauren Person. It should come right up. My Instagram is The Lauren Person. <laughs> it's the same. So y'all hit me up. I would love to connect. Yes. Ew. Okay. <laughs> Bye, y'all. I love you, and I'll talk to you on the next podcast.